This is a Media Lab podcast. Dave, Dave, wake up. Huh? Wake up. Huh? What? What? We might uh, we might have a bit of a reprieve here. I don't know what has gotten into the machine, but it wants us to talk about a current movie. What? Like one that you could see now if you're on Earth? Well, you that you could see if you're in Canada, specifically Alberta. But yes, yes, <laughs> that is exactly right. All right. I hope it's something from an underground film festival. Yeah, I feel like I want to go bunker in and, and watch something. Anyways, um, I guess put your pants on. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I mean, I'm just going to have to take them off anyways, so. Just... It's gonna be, I'll, I'll be out in the watching room. On a rinky-dink spaceship headed back to Earth, Kyle and Dave are stuck on board with an evil machine. This giant robot is forcing them to watch films it picks. If they don't obey, then it'll be the end of the world. Again. This is mostly Kyle's fault, but he's not going to face an apocalypse alone, especially not on this ship that seems to be held together with tape and imagination. This is Kyle and Dave versus The Machine. All right, so we have moved two feet to the left here into the watching room. Welcome to Kyle and Dave versus The Machine. My name is Kyle. I'm uh, not wearing pants. And I'm The Machine. And this is a podcast where a sentient machine was forcing us to watch movies in order to prevent it from initiating the apocalypse. And then another apocalypse happened. Somehow, it's used its powers to transport us across time and space. So now we're on our way back to Earth. And the machine still threatens our lives if we don't review the films it asks us to. Although, we do tend to talk about the ideas of the movie rather than the movie itself. Today is a bit of a bonus episode for Woo-hoo. people. We are specifically watching a film that is available from the Calgary Underground Film Festival called Range Roads. And how is the dream different this time? This time, everything goes dark and I'm there alone in the water desperately trying to climb out. I guess Dad just had a heart attack behind the wheel. Just takes Mom with him. I'm so sorry, that's terrible news. I may not even need to go, we weren't very close. Frankie, you have to go. Dave, I think what we need to start off with here is do you have any type of relationship with Canadian film? And if you say The Red Violin, I'm going to punch you in the well, face. Uh, you know, there was one movie I really liked. <laughs> <laughs> it was about yeah. a viola, I think, is what it was. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I like Canadian film. The only thing in my mind is that I think maybe because they tend to be funded by the uh, by national boards and art councils, they tend to mm. veer a certain direction. So they tend to be very artsy, dour, morose. morose. Well, that's extreme. what I was going to say. Like we we were having this conversation offline about how a lot of times there's like this sadness that pervades Canadian films. It's not a lot of like up like beat Canadian films out there. At least that's not what I immediately go to when I think of Canadian film. And if you look at like the stuff that's won, like, is it the Juno Award that Isn't is that for music? films? Or, no, it's the Genie. Genie. Is it the Genie Gino Awards? Genie? I think it's the Genie Awards. But if you look at like what is one best Canadian film, it's like, whew, like depressing, depressing. 
uh, necrophilia, necrophilia, <laughs> some weird sex pedophilia thing that's going on. And like, it's like pervades almost every Canadian film. It's that the wins. tundra. There's something about the environment. Yeah. I, I watched, I don't know. No, it wasn't the plus 15, but there was a, a movie where three people decided they were going to not go outdoors. Mm. Way downtown. Right. And that was depressing because that's supposed to be kind of a dark comedy. It's, it's, yeah, it's supposed to be a dark comedy, but yeah. it's like it, it does its typical Canadian like yeah. <laughs> dive into like, What's ooh, okay, this is getting us? pretty real. I feel like we're happy, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know. You don't seem very happy all the time, Dave. Uh, I'm disappointed though that this movie does not feature Callum Keith Rennie because he's my boy. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to jump into this. I don't know much about this. The machine picked this for us to watch. To be fair, I'm drunk. Uh, and like I said, as this goes up, you still have about a week to go and see anything that's available from the Calgary Underground Film Festival. And in my opinion, cheap tickets. It's only 10 bucks, 10 bucks. to go and go watch a film. Not that we've seen it yet, than, but... Not that we've seen it yet, but not that we're even paying for this because the machine did this they for gave us. gave it to us so. for, for free. <laughs> All right, well, let's do that. And when we come back, we'll be talking a little bit more about Range Roads. All right, we're in the uh, ad portion here, Dave. I'm ready. You're ready? Is your body ready? Are you ready to receive and to give of our corporate overlords? If you... The, cor it, it, the corporatism and... and yeah, I, I have no soul. And I just hope that we don't cut that edit too early. Can canonically, you do not have pants on. So you were ready. You were ready to receive the presence that our yeah. our capitalistic uh, centuries have decided to bestow upon us. If I were a Marvel superhero, I'd be the receiver. Mm. It's disgusting. I think what we do need to start off with, though, is that Kyle and Dave versus the Machine is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. The Alberta Podcast Network promotes and supports Alberta-made podcasts and connects their audiences with Alberta-based businesses and organizations. Dave, oof, cold drafts? Flickering lights? Where, and where, where's that leak coming from? This is, actually is not ad copy. I'm actually asking, where's all, what's happening in this spaceship that we're in here right now? How is condensation? There's no, there's yeah. no water in space. Or is there? Like, this is... This is getting me very scared about our next uh, few weeks here aboard this ship because I don't. I think we've passed the last marker for a gas station a couple uh, light seconds ago. I don't know how time and space work, yeah. Dave. Anyways, it's going to be a while before we can do a pit stop again. But here's the thing. If you've ever wondered what's really going on in your home slash spaceship, Rumi's Ask a Home Inspector service can help. Connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call and get your questions answered. Rumi will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or when you might need to call in some professional help. You can visit rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and book your Ask a Home Inspector appointment today. Oh. As in right now. Oh, try that out. Except we're in space, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how that uh, that works. What but, but their jurisdiction is? Just ask currently. them to zoom it. All right. Well, you know, you know what I could have used in my youth, Cal. What's some that? career advice. Yeah, <laughs> I think you could use some career advice now, Dave. We do spend a lot of time on this podcast. What we have here is an episode of this podcast this week. This week, yeah, it's brought to you by Career Essentials, a new podcast from TechLifeToday.ca. And 
Nate. Do we say Nate? Nate. I say, I say Nate. Yeah. What does Nate stand for, Dave? Uh, Northern, Northern Albertan Institute of Technology. North Alberta like Institute of Technology. Are we going to keep that in? Let's move on. We're going to get fired from this ad spot. Career Essentials offers real-world advice and insight into different careers and career paths. It features the stories and experiences of Nate alumni with lessons for everyone. Discover perspectives, tools, and tips essential to career growth and success no matter what stage you're in at your career journey. A recent episode you might find interesting features Jennifer Stang, who explains why she switched from a planned career in medicine to baking and owning Edmonton's La Boule Patisserie and Bakery. Is that right? Edmonton's La Boule Patisserie and Bakery. She also... I think you nailed the French. You nailed the French, Dave. I'm so (laughs) impressed. Parlez-vous? She also... She also... (laughs) She also shares how to recognize that maybe you're on the wrong career path and why you shouldn't ignore the signs. I'm very off today. I've had a really weird morning, Kyle. I'm going to complain about that later. Mm. Find Career Essentials on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find it at techlifetoday.ca forward slash podcast. Well, let's go back to the main episode. All right, Dave, we've uh, finished watching this uh, Canadian film called Range Roads, part of, of course, the Calgary Underground Film Festival. Uh, what was your initial impressions? Yeah, it was great. Uh, we, we, won't, we won't talk about the, the short that preceded it. The film is uh, very good. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I think it's shot uh, reasonably professionally, right? I, I do, you know, I have a mm-hmm. thing with digital video cameras, so there's that tone, but bias uh, yeah yeah it's edited really well the main actress what is her name alana holly alana holly she was amazing phenomenal oh my God. i thought she was yeah, great she's great and i will give this movie this much credit it's the first small town movie i've watched where i didn't get upset that it was staged in a small town <laughs> no i was i was i was a little bit uh taken aback on pins and needles because i was like oh gosh they've uh they've actually gone outside of the city limits dave's gonna hate this movie you know yeah, the whole time i was thinking you know what separates this a little bit for me and this is probably a little unfair to all the other movies is that this is like a what do you mean, a humanist drama like this could take place mm. in a big city too famously the other films that had small towns didn't feature a single human we're following this woman and her broken family there were moments, particularly after some dream sequences, where I started thinking, is this going to twist into a horror thriller? Like, are we going to, is there mm. going to be a murder mystery? Yeah, that's, that's how much, po- that's how poisoned we are in the modern media landscape that I was expecting her to uncover that her dad was a serial killer or something. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. And okay. then- uh, <laughs> Pain, Paying off someone to be like, shut up, don't talk about I mean, it. I weren't that far I like bones. I like to smell bones. Uh, <laughs> That's the big reveal. I, I will say, I think I've referenced this book before. I, I I took a Canadian film course when I was in university. And so I still have the book that's over on my bookshelf called Weird Weird Sex and Snowshoes wow. uh, about Canadian film. And because it, it's so true, it's like it either deals with like the snow and the, the oppressive darkness that we find ourselves during winter or some weird sex thing that happens inside the movie. It's there's a lot of examples of that. Well, if you're not hi- so much in here, I would say uh, necessarily. No. Yeah, I mean the the hardest thing for me to come to no the thing that I was taken aback, which I shouldn't be because I live in Alberta, was uh, how blue blood some of the characters 
go in some of the dialogue. What do you mean? Wait, sorry. What do you mean by blue blood? Well, you know, there's like jibes like, oh, well, you're, what was it? You know, oh, you live in Vancouver and you braid your armpit hair and like, you know, just weird shit like that was, it took me aback, like uh, how, how did they just throw that in there? And it's not Mm -hmm. the tone of the movie. It's of that particular character. The brothers played reasonably well, but the character is such an asshole. So, there are these moments of conflict where I get, I kind of, yeah, I, I shrunk back in my couch uh, or right. the computer chair that I'm sitting in now. And I, I don't know. I was, uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised by it. In the end, uh, like all Canadian films, it's a bit dour and I'm not sure, we'll hear what you think, what this movie's actually about. Is it a redemption arc? Is it about coming to peace with your family? Um, there are all these powerful movements underneath it, but I think the most depressing part is the ending. I don't know if we're spoiling this. Actually, should we be spoiling this if we're? Um, let's let, for this one specifically. Yeah, let's put a spoiler tag on it okay. at some point, and then yeah, we can talk about like endings and stuff like that, just in case people do want to check this out. You should. You should definitely. For me, I don't know if there's really anything you can spoil necessarily about this movie. It's not like there's a twist or anything that happens in this, but. If you want to go on cold, that that is um, justifiable title, to do that. Title of Kyle's sex tape. C- correct. Yeah, I I think we're going to agree primarily on, on most of this. Like as as much as this is a, an actress going back to her small town because of this tragic death of both of her parents, there is. It's really not about the small town. It really is about her journey to kind of let go of the past reconnect with family and kind of get over that trauma that she felt uh kind of growing up that like that is what the central thrust of this movie is right i agree that uh, alana holly gives a phenomenal performance i think she's great i think you said that it was like a combination of katherine keener and mini driver mini driver which yeah like i can i can i can see that there is just this there's this tone that she she gives up like what i kept noticing really is that she plays this character that's like very um icy and prickly on the outside in many cases but like her eyes tell the story yes. like you can tell that there's like this supreme sadness that is that is there uh she's the type of person where like one offhanded remark would like literally make her crumble into a million pieces uh, even though she exudes like this confidence and like yeah, like I'm not going to take Aloofness, anything from anybody, maybe? sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I want to be described as aloof someday. I, but I, I think this is one of the rare movies, and I don't say this very much, but I think that it needed to be slightly longer. Mm, yep. Uh, uh, or in the at the very least, kind of expand on some of the scenes that are that are going on. There's a lot of time spent with her like silent like experiencing the parents house walking the streets by herself uh, driving that sort of thing i think those are effective for the most part but it's i I think this is maybe where you're coming at not really understanding what the theme or what what the quote-unquote point of the movie is is because it feels like it it wraps up like super quickly she goes back to her apartment in like the quote-unquote big city uh has a kind of like half smile at the end but is is like okay but her emotional growth with uh her brother primarily and like reconnecting with that part of the family also coincides with her 
reconnecting with these other people inside the small town. Um, I, I kind of wanted to know more about all these characters that she's meeting. Like, I wanted more from them, like, especially, and here's the spoiler warning. Now, let's put the spoiler warning now, especially like this, like other sister that she doesn't know that she has. Right. Cause the a part of the estate is going to this half sister that she had no idea about. I'm like, Oh, like I kind of want to know more about these people. And I, I want to know more about this old boyfriend that she had. And I want to know more about this, the, the family dynamic. Like those were, those were the things I was latching onto a lot. Um, and I brought him up quite a bit, but like part of the reason why I love, why I like Richard Linklater films so much, like the before series and boyhood and, um, school of rock, uh, school of rock, but well, he, he did do school, school of rock. Why I love those films a lot of the time is that even though, some people criticize them for being like about nothing. Like every uh, conversation feels essential and it still drives the plot forward. And so I wanted more of that. Like I wanted more of those conversations and like really digging into those buried demons and stuff that are going on. So what we have is really good, but I almost feel like, oh, like there's, it's just like short of becoming that great uh, film for me, even though it's a very strong picture. Yeah, I I feel like, Definitely the end where they're kind of cleaning up at the church and it's almost like this bro moment of like, all right, see ya. And then they hug and then right, they leave. Right. Uh, it was so anticlimactic. And I started getting a little feeling that it almost becomes maybe maybe unintentionally apologist for gaslighting. I mean, this, mm. this brother, uh, the character's written in such a poisonous way. But at the end, there's almost this sense that he's benign, which is so unfair to the main character. And I, I, I don't know. Yeah, to your point, I think they brought up such big, powerful sociological themes. You know, we have this trauma of a family that has cut out a daughter because I don't know if she's not Christian. They don't really explain how there's so much vehemence, uh, vehemence there, and so she's. She's excommunicated. Well, and I think too, like, yeah, I think part of the underlying narrative, they never explicitly, I don't think, say this, but I do believe the brother is so confrontational because he thinks she's there for the money. But this, and the weird thing about him, yeah, and I do pick up on that, but he's also, a, there's an illusion that he himself is morally corruptible. He's dealing pot. He's like this abusive person. Mm. So I don't feel any connection to him as a like a quote unquote human being. I so nothing against the actor, but this character, the developing. I don't know what you're talking about. He was the only rational one. Yeah, and so they don't because he does also have he. It is written also to have these moments of softness where he does seem to remember like what that picture they show rolling around on the carpet together as babies. Mm -hmm. um, but it's yeah, it's kind of uh, tucked away by the end, and. I I think that there's an issue with that script writing that at the end of such a moving film with such great performances, we're left wondering. Uh, so for me, interpreting that last smile, is it sardonic? Is it like broken? Or is it her just assuming that she's she's let it go and it's time to just become the queen of hearts or whatever it is? Because I, right. I read it the other way. I, I thought she was depressed and this was just this acting, you know, acting. And this is just mm -hmm. the life that she's chosen for herself. Um, but there's just not enough at the end for me to understand where everybody ends up. Uh, maybe we're spoiled by Hollywood that we need an explanation. I don't know, Kyle. Is that it? 
Well, that that's the thing too. We've been talking about a lot of Hollywood films, and sometimes our criticism is like, uh, you don't need to explain so much. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not idiots. Like we understand what's going on here. And so I guess yeah, maybe that's part of the of the issue here too. It's like when you are given that, it's like, oh, I think I need a little bit more <laughs> explanation of what's going on. Uh, like we want it both ways, kind of thing. Talking about some of the people involved here. By the way, I only discovered moments ago that I am two degrees away from that brother. Oh. Uh, Joe Perry is the actor who also acted in a friend's short film Ooh. called Memento Mori nice. uh, or Memento Mori. I could probably get him on the phone somehow if I really, uh, if we really wanted to. We won't. No. I'm just going to be very blind. We're not, but <laughs> we could if we wanted to. <laughs> uh, this is, of course, uh, maybe part of the reason why the machine asked us to review this film is that it is directed and written by Kyle Thomas. Another Kyle. It's about very often you hear Kyle in, as part of the entertainment industry, but but here we go. This is, I think, his second feature film that he has directed. He directed another film back in 2014 called The Valley Below. It takes a long time for Canadian film to get developed, get the grants, shoot it, and actually get it uh, released into theaters sort of thing. So, uh, And then what, what do you have to say about either of these two actors uh well i don't know uh what do you mean well well you had there you had lana's uh website oh, pulled up there so yeah had... I, I mean it's unlike you know all these hollywood celebrities there's just not a lot of information but you know on her website she's an actor a coach an educator i i don't think we recognize anything she's been in specifically but yeah. um i i i want to see her more stuff like i really hope that she gets cast in yeah, more these, things because the photographs. when i say i liked her performance i mean i loved her she's performance amazing in this, this a movie. Lot. uh yeah and it looks like some theater so i don't know enough about her in the in the background but she should get more roles i know she's not the youthful starlet that hollywood craves but she is a fantastic actress she like really puts this movie on her back and um, I'm glad we spent so much time with her in the film and we don't kind of cut away yeah. too much as much as the, for example, I, I want to know more about the dad and, and this weird affair, not to be too gossipy, but I mean, it's like a big deal because uh, it casts yeah. the parents in a particular light that we can maybe understand why they hate her so much, but, uh, but that's kind of put to the side, but she does the full thing, man. She's, uh, yeah, she's so good. She does happy, sad. She does sad while acting happy. She does happy while acting That's sad. Right. She's she's got the full range. Destructive. <laughs> dis yeah, she goes in you know, is completely uh, destructive to herself yeah. uh, in that one scene when she was yeah. in the bar and stuff like that. So, and, that, and that's the other thing about the small town, which was fun, is uh, I wasn't upset at the cowboy hats that appear in this film, uh, but I you and your cowboy I will hats, say yeah. that uh, we need to examine the uh, tying of baby cows as a sporting event. Uh, you <laughs> sure. know, like jumping on an angry horse. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I just call it first base. And those uh, yeah. men and women are athletes, but I don't know. So inherently cruel, man. Not that I really went to rodeos that much growing up, but as far as I understand it, they put something that's really itching them. That's why they kick so much. Uh, they're trying to get it off. So that's cruel that's, too. That's why good. they're... Well, yeah. So good. So everything is cruel. About, I, I Maybe it's cruel too. I always just like the chuck wagons. That was like my favorite thing to go and watch because it's just it's a race. Yeah. When we moved here and we saw our first chuck, chuck wagon race, I didn't think I would enjoy it so much, but I thought it was really mm -hmm. fun to be part of that spectacle and and the show at the mm -hmm. stampede with the fireworks and all that shit uh, but when we went to the we had the tickets to go to the rodeo as well and i remember leaving the rodeo thinking uh, we can never give this event money again 
There's so Where, much cruelty in is, it. It's, I mean, this is this shows like how much of a uh, I don't know loser I was as a kid, I guess. But I remember that's not the right word. But I just remember going and seeing calf roping in person one time only. And I cried. And my my mother had to take me out of the arena. <laughs> so I was like, I never went back ever yeah, again. Good. It was like, I couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, I think that shows, uh, you know. And I was four, I should point out. Like, I was really young. No, I mean, it's it's a lost characteristic. It's called empathy. Apparently, nobody has that mm. anymore. Yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's bagging too much on that. Uh, what else? I, I don't know much about the actors on a background note. I, I will just yeah, I say mean, that I think for the most part, there wasn't a single week performance. That there were great fun moments. Uh, you know, again, to Alana's point, the uh, to her talent, the part where she's first arriving in town and those two old ladies want a selfie with her. her so the perfect. look on her face. <laughs> so the fact good. that they take out a flip phone too is like, oh, <laughs> chef's kiss. This is so good because this is like, I've been in this situation. Not having a photo taken of me, but like, being somewhere in Rocky Mountain House where I grew up and someone takes one of those. I'm like, what is happening? How are you? How do you have this phone still? Yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, I don't know. Was there any anything else to talk about? I, no, I think I think that's good. I think, um, again, this, this is another pitch here. Not that we're being sponsored by them, although we would be if they decided to do it. Uh, this is a part of the Calgary Underground Film Festival. I'll put a link into the show notes so people can check it out. There's uh, about a week left that you can enjoy the films there. It's not just this one. There's a whole bunch of shorts and and other stuff that is available there. Um, That is what we thought of Range Roads, but you can send any feedback to Kyle and Dave vs. The Machine at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter or Instagram with the handle KDVSTM. If you want to see the entire list of films that we have watched and the ratings we've given, you can go to our Letterboxd page, letterboxd.com slash KDVSTM. And if you want to support us monetarily so that we can continue doing this podcast and not usher in the apocalypse, you can go to our Patreon page. There's a link in the show notes of this episode. You can support us for as low as $1 per month. And of course, we do not want you to donate if it in any way causes you financial hardship. Something you can do for absolutely free, though, is to leave a rating and review on whatever app you use for podcasts. Dave, we're... I don't know exactly how this film is going to relate to all of our letterbox ratings because we have them in a list. Uh, so it's going to be off by itself, I think, for for a while. But uh, what would you rate this film out of five? I actually enjoyed it a lot. So I, I'd probably get up to maybe even a four, I guess. Three and a okay. half. Yeah, I think a four is good. I really enjoyed most of it. And I think the only critical part, like we talked about, is at the end in reflection, Kyle Thomas did an amazing job. I, I really enjoyed um, this film. And just as a quick shout out. If you're listening to this and you are just generally peaked, uh, check the Cuff, this, the Calgary uh, Underground Film Festival website. These films all look really good. And this was $10 uh, well spent, presuming that we had paid money in the spaceship. Uh, and there's a lot That's of right. cool movies that are playing for a limited time. So I'm happy I, I don't like it. to. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I'm going to give it a four too. So we'll just keep it as a four that's going to be rated here on, on Letterboxd. I don't like to speak ill of artists even though we have a review podcast here especially ones that um i don't know could tweet you back sway and tweet me back um all i'm going to say is don't be fooled into thinking that the short film that plays oh, before man. this is actually the movie 
I'm just going to say that. That's all I'm going to say. But Yeah. I mean, it sucks because people are trying very hard and they yeah. deserve their opportunities. But I, yeah, I did not enjoy the short and I was very worried that I was the film, but that's okay. Uh, maybe that person will come back and uh, make make their own. I don't even know if it's a male or female uh, director, but make yeah. their I own think a, range I think roads. it was a woman, yeah. Yeah, make their own range roads. Um, but this was this is an accomplished film, so I'm happy. I'm happy we got. I have. I'm happy we got it. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, we got it. Got it. We're good. You both have lost it. Go back to bed, Dave. Have you seen my pants? To be fair, I'm drunk.